an actual taste of the multiverse. We got to see two completely different versions of Justice League. This is Cinematic Botastic. Welcome back to Cinematic Protastic. I'm Andrew. And I'm Philip. And you can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Anchor.fm, Facebook. Did I say Facebook already? <laughs> I think you did. Twitter. Okay. Twitter and more. So check us out. We are back in person after a long, long while. And hopefully we sound a lot better. Not that we sounded bad, but... No, but... Skype is Skype is not the. You're like no, it sounded like it sounded terrible. <laughs> Skype is not the most radio <laughs> podcast type sound that uh, you could have. So I like this better. Well, yes, obviously today or this episode, we are finally talking about. Not finally, we've talked about the Snyderverse before, but we're finally doing the podcast because we have now seen what. The Snyder Cut or the Snyder... We have Justice seen Sny- the light. Zack Snyder's Justice League is what we it was officially... We have seen the greatness, <laughs> the gold. Um, this, this episode will not be necessarily a comparison of the theatrical versus the Snyder version. Yeah, I feel like if we just kept comparing back and forth that it would be... Th- we we would have on. our own Snyder cut of <laughs> this podcast so we're, we are going to touch on the comparisons in another episode so stay tuned for that but we're going to focus mostly on the movie itself i mean obviously we can't talk about it without compares comparing it to the joss whedon version but uh we're going to focus mostly on the snyder cut if you haven't seen the movie what are you doing here <laughs> <laughs> In other words, go see it. But we are obviously not going to shy away from spoilers. Spoilers. So you have been warned. Right off the bat, uh, (laughs) no pun intended. Batman. Why did you have to say that like a like like the nineteen sixties version like a villain from Bat? He was like, "Isn't that right, Batman?" Hey, anyway, we can. Within uh, Adam West. Adam West, yeah. So the movie hooks you in right off the top, setting its tone as a serious movie. It's it's not going to shy away from its subject matter, and you know basically the 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 basic plot is you know right off the heels of uh, Batman versus Superman, Superman is dead. He was killed by Doomsday, and his death cry is heard throughout the world, and as his you see the waves of his of his you see the sound waves the sound waves of his, of his yelling wake up these things called mother boxes and they're kind of like uh the easiest comparison is to the marvel universe's um infinity, infinity stones. stones yeah so they're they're just these cosmic things that have lots of power and that's really all you need to know you don't really need to understand them you just know that they contain power and well, even even after watching this movie i don't know if i fully understand <laughs> some other boxes but no i i don't I've, I've watched a couple of like behind the scenes or not behind the scenes uh explainers and comic book videos and i'm like yeah that doesn't help me uh but anyways th- these things open up and and wake up and 
it just kind of signals a, an alien threat. And of course, then that sparks Batman into finding recruitment mode and recruitment of heroes to protect the earth. Because now that Superman is gone, the one man who could have easily protected the earth just by himself. Now he needs to step up with, with the rest of the, what will eventually become the justice league. When Zack Snyder was finally given the okay to finally make his version, he said, okay, I am going to put everything I can. (laughs) Yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, the movie is four plus hours long. There's not very many films that breach that length. The Avengers Endgame was three plus hours. Yeah, three three hours is kind of a kind of standard for like really big epic movies. The The Dark Knight trilogy has goes into the two and a half to three hour range pretty easily. The the The, theatrical cuts of The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings movies are three plus hours, but then those got. For those did get some, I think some that do reach the four plus yeah, hour for their extended on cuts. their extended cuts. That yeah. I don't know if those have ever reached the theatrical release. And then there's some there's some classic films. I think uh, Gone with the Wind is also one of those that if it doesn't reach four hours, it's very close. Um, but anyways, we could talk about that all day. So it's four hours long. But before, if you haven't watched it and you're still <laughs> listening to this podcast, don't let that four-hour runtime daunt you. And we'll get into that a little bit later as to pros and cons to its length. The biggest plus you get from the length is you you get a fleshed-out story for each and every character. Yeah, and there's quite a few in here. And, you know, even the ones that that had plenty of screen time in the theatrical cut, they had plenty of fleshed-out story this one allows for a, a whole lot more that makes their stories stronger or better. And the most, the the one that stands out most, I mean, we could, we could talk about all, all the characters of the entire justice league, but I think it would make it way too long. But the biggest standout of this feature is, is cyborg played by Ray Fisher. And he, in the original version, you get kind of a sense that he's, you know, obviously mad, you know, ba- basically the, the uh, short version of his, his of his origin is he's in a car crash. He's about to die. His dad uses one of these mother boxes to turn him into a cyborg. And he's then able to survive because of that. But he's basically been, you know, I mean, anybody I think would feel the same way. I was human. Now I'm not. <laughs> I don't I'm, fit in anymore. I'm mostly a machine. And this machine is constantly evolving. And I've got digital, you know, I'm, I'm literally tapped into the internet and that would be, I'm probably drive anybody insane. So he's obviously upset and bothered and trying to cope. He also holds his dad responsible for his mother who died in the same wreck that he was involved in. Correct. Yeah. And then through his, the reason he wasn't there or the, the reason that he in a way caused the wreck is also what caused him to create cyborg. So there's a lot of backstory that you don't get in the original version. You just kind of get a hint that he's mad about that. And then he just kind of overcomes it in a matter of a couple of scenes. 
and it's not really that big of a deal in, in the theatrical version, but this one, he really gets to, you know, you really get to feel the issue and the pain and well, and, and you know, again, not to go into too much of the original, the original version, like you said, he overcomes his issues and kind of a, you know, it seems like it's very quick Yeah, and you don't really feel like the, the, the impact behind the overcoming of it in in this version it, it's it's done so much better yeah the the impact of what happens that that you know his 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 dad dying in this this version really i think is one of the more impactful moments of this version yeah and, and his father survives in the other yeah. version so it's like the the motivation's not there and 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 whatnot and the other thing that kind of helped out with this new version is the bad guy. You know, I, I feel like, you know, there's always so many ar- arguments that your good guy is only as good as the villain. Like, if you don't have a good villain, your good guy is not really going to be good. And that was kind of the case with the original theatrical version. Steppenwolf didn't really get flushed out. And he was just kind of there. And this one... Not only is, you know, almost every scene of his with completely different dialogue, but his design is also completely different. And it is a world of difference. And one of those reasons where you're like, why did anybody greenlight the other version? <laughs> <laughs> the design obviously was, was much, much better. And his, 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 I'm trying to think of what, what the right word is. His presence? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want to say presence. The seriousness of what he's there to do. Okay. His motivation. That's, yeah. what, that's what I was looking for. In this movie, his motivation for what he is doing is so much better explained. And it makes for a better villain for his character. In in the original, he's got a helmet and like, I don't know if it's a loincloth or some kind of like, it's not a skirt, but it's not a, it's not pants. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really thought that much about it, but he's, he's not wearing armor, but in this one, he's got this suit of armor that almost thinks on its own and reacts to his body language and, you know, spikes out when he's angry. It's not spiky and when he's not and it's kind of wavy and made of metal and it's just totally unique and much more awesome. And yeah, in, in the way, way that it reacts to, you know, if he gets shot with some kind of, you know, energy blast or punched or whatnot, the, the armor reacts and almost like, it's almost like it's an impenetrable living armor. Yeah. And yeah, there's a scene where he's being bombarded with arrows from the Amazonians and he just one they don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> they they strike and they hit and they're they're stuck in his body and he's got like 12 or 13 on him and he just like flexes and and they all chop off or something and he just moves on with his day. And you know, he yeah, like you said, he has, he has a lot more clear motivations. And, you know, some of my favorite scenes with Steppenwolf were things that were not at all in the original. And that's when he has these conversations with his, you know, you find out he's not 
he's not the leader. He's he's a, a like a lieutenant or something in in this vast cosmic army. Been he's kind of disgraced. Yeah, and he's he's kind of fallen from his pedestal, so to speak. Yeah, and so you know you you've got this guy who is not number one in his you know in his little group, but even that he's still someone to a force to be reckoned with and. You get to see conversations with a character I've never heard of, but his name is Desaad. And some of those were my favorite. Conver- like, it's just, it's it's weird because, like, they're just conversations. It's not like a huge action scene. It's not some flashy, well, I guess it special is kind effect. of a, it is a special well, effect. Okay, but yeah, to a degree. But it's not like anything super, super flashy. But it's just a conversation. But you get the sense that this guy is like, dude, you messed up. You could be, you could be here, but you, you're, you're not, you're there. And, you know, you, you, you dug your hole and you're going to have to climb out. You get a, a real good understanding and I don't want to say necessarily a sympathy for yeah. Steppenwolf's character, but you really understand why he's doing what he's doing. Cause in his eyes, it's what he has to do in order to get back in the good graces yeah. Of dark seed. And, and I don't know if it's, if it's, you know, just because we're getting the Snyder cut and this version technically shouldn't exist, uh, or if it's something else, but yeah, you know, these are just conversations and they do kind of explain a lot of backstory and it kind of goes against the, you know, the, I guess a, a movie sin, you don't tell you show, you know, you, you could say, I went to the supermarket and all these ninjas came out and attacked me. Or you can show a guy go into a supermarket and get attacked by ninjas. And the visual one is going to be more interesting and more compelling than, you know, some guy, even if it's, you know, the best actor in the world talking about (laughs) being attacked by ninjas. And the ninja scene will be in the extended cut of the Snyder cut when it comes out on video. Yeah, he has conversations with Desaad and then Darkseid as well. And, you know, Darkseid was, he he was barely a mention by a line of dialogue in, in the original version. And this one, you've got multiple scenes, some action, some some conversations, whatnot. But you, you've, you get a sense of who this character is and you get a sense of this guy, he's coming and he's the one to really be scared of. He he's essentially the the equivalent of Thanos. Yeah, and this is one where Thanos in Marvel was created after the fact. Yeah, so Dark, Th- Dark Thanos was is the copy. Darkseid was first, and and I and I think you know I, I I know the Marvel universe more so than I do DC, but I feel like the Darkseid character has more of a foreboding presence. Oh yeah, uh, you just feel like this guy is evil based on you know even even his image in the comic books, it and the way that they they had him portrayed in the movie, you you do you just like right away you're just like ooh this is this is not really somebody you want to get involved in a fight with yeah and and I did like you know I think was it Ray Porter he's the guy who did the voice of 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 Darkseid and he. You know, a lot of times whenever, the, you know, cartoons or movies or whatever, they want to have like a really evil character and has a deep voice. They do something in through like audio and in, in, in post. They do something to deepen the voice and it 
it just sounds fake and not real and and it's mostly in like cartoons and whatnot but this guy you know maybe they did i don't know but it doesn't sound fake and it's just his voice sounds really good for the character and you know yeah you you get a sense that he's not the person to be messed with and you know he's coming and boy is this going to be a show when he gets here (laughs) (laughs) but that may or may not happen so we'll we'll find out who knows the 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 other thing that really you got to see in this movie was the introduction of the newer characters and well even even the ones that existed already you know like wonder woman who had had her own movie Mm -hmm. had kind of an intro in this one of like here's wonder woman here's who she is and it really kind of showcased her the the longer length of the movie allowed for each character to have kind of their their moment in the sun and sometimes when a movie has lots of characters and they each are vying for their 15 minutes it can the outcome of the movie can sometimes suffer yeah this one being as long as it is allows for them to elaborate on each of the characters and it works yeah it definitely gave a lot of breathing room you know one thing to kind of you know that comes to mind is whenever I watch, you know, Marvel's Avengers Infinity War, I, I love that movie. And I think I might even like it better than Endgame. But there's one thing I notice in it every time I watch it is that Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, he has, he's barely in the movie as Captain America compared to everybody else. And his lines are practically just, let's get from point A to point B. You know, they're, they have a big fight and he's like, what, what now we go home? What, what's next? I know a guy, you know, it's just like, it's just real quick lines. And then almost all of his presence is kind of reserved for end game. And so like in infinity war, he's hardly ever <laughs> in the movie, but in he's, he has a lot bigger part in the other one. But I kind of felt like it would have been nice if he had a bigger part, but I also understand that they were, they had a lot more characters in True. that movie than they do in, in Justice League. Well, but, when, when you think of, of too many characters in a movie, I think the one of the biggest examples is the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. The third one. Third one, yeah. Had Spider-Man, Sandman, Venom, and the, the latest iteration of the Green Goblin character. Mm-hmm. And it was just too many characters yeah. in that movie. And it's, and it suffered for that. And kind of the same thing with, you know, keeping it in, in the same house, Batman and Robin. You're talking about the, the original Batman uh, films with George Clooney. Yeah. And the, Val Kilmer. Whichever one had, had Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's the George Clooney. That's the, the last. Yeah. One had George Clooney as Batman, had Chris Batman, O'Donnell as Robin, Robin, Alicia Silverstone as uh, Bat, Batgirl, Batgirl, Uma Mr. Thurman, Freeze, Uma Thurman as Poison, Poison Ivy. Ivy, and then some faceless actor as Bane. Bane suffered horribly in that one. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of prefer his... Ver- no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That, but, now, but, that's an argument to try to fight. I, I would like to see two people uh, argue which, which version of Bane is better, the one from Joel Schumacher or the one from Christopher Nolan. And go. <laughs> but to, to bring it back in, too many characters... Can easily can tank a film. Can Your, your film can suffer when there's too many 
in there, especially if they are being introduced in Correct. the movie where in the justice league you have been, you were, you were given hints of the flash and hints of Aquaman and, and cyborg, but you hadn't really met the characters yet. Not that the justice league theatrical version suffered. Cause I think, you know, they, they allowed for those characters to be introduced and they, they, like I said, I don't think that one suffers necessarily for having too many characters. No, I don't, I don't think it does. It's, it's just, but they, they went a different direction. Yeah, but this one, you 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 are allowed to see those characters and get a good sense of who they are. Yeah, before the team, so to speak, is assembled and becomes the Justice League. So I think one thing is that you know, I think in that in the original version, they they kind of leaned on the public, like like everybody knows Batman. Everybody knows Superman. If you if you show a Superman logo or around the world, they'll know who you're talking about. They may not know all the intricacies or whatever, but they know the character and, and they know the basics. And everybody knows Bruce Wayne's parents died <laughs> when he was a kid. We've seen it a bunch. Same thing with you know Peter Parker. Uncle Ben died. We we've seen we've seen Uncle Ben die enough. Get over it. No, I'm just and you know it, it's getting it's becoming the point of where it's fatigue and whatnot. So there is a general audience knowledge uh, of some of these characters. And I think they leaned on that knowledge with the flash. Bruce Wayne goes and meets him. And then the next thing is he's getting in a car saying, what are your superpowers? I'm on the team. And then it just goes from there and you don't really get much of a backstory of, of him. You get a hint, but, but not much, but in this one, you, you, you see him using his powers and it's uh, of the character intros uh, for me. It was my, I think my personal favorite of his introduction when a car crash happens right outside a building, he's standing in and he runs out so fast that his shoes shatter into millions of pieces. And you know, the he, window. he pushes the window out of the way with his finger <clears throat> and, saves a person from from a fatal accident and it's and he also gets a hot dog <laughs> <laughs> well and and it it's the person that he saves is is iris west in the comics the person that becomes his future wife yeah which wasn't even again compare if you compare them you know she's not even in the original the the theatrical cut yeah the, the actress was completely cut I think I agree with you out of all the intros. That one was one of my, was probably my favorite. Yeah. One thing that did happen that, that was not in the original was there was a reveal. The actor, Harry Lennox was played general Swanwick in both man of steel and Batman V Superman. Turns out he is Martian Manhunter, which is another DC character superhero that not, not a whole lot of people probably know about him, but if you watch any of the CW shows, his characters in that. And, you know, it was one of those things where, like, the moment was still, at least for me, it was still really exciting. And did you know going in that that was going to happen? I had read or I believe I knew that there was a rumor or an idea that his character was going to be revealed as uh, John Jones or the Martian Manhunter. Yeah. So, so I had prior knowledge and then i think of the stuff that i had read about what was being put into the snyder cut i was aware that there was going to be a okay. reveal or 
yeah. that the Martian Manhunter was going to be a part of it. But you didn't know when or where? No. Okay. And so when you saw it, you were... I was shocked. They, they played out that Clark Kent's mother, Martha Kent, visits Lois Lane, who is still very devastated from Clark Kent uh, dying. And she's kind of in a, you know, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a depression, but she... Yeah, I think, I think it would be depressed. She doesn't go to work. She visits the the Superman monument every day and really hasn't done anything productive, so to speak. Yeah. And so she gets a visit from Martha Kent, who is like, you need to get back out there because you're... You're a, a you're a positive voice in the world. People want to hear your stories. And Martha leaves her apartment. The door closes, and all of a sudden, <laughs> Martha Kent's eyes start glowing. And my initial thought was like, "What the? <laughs> Who?" I was like, I thought some kind of alien. I mean, Martian alien. Martian yeah. Manhunter is an alien, <laughs> but but it did it didn't click until it was Martian Manhunter standing there what was happening so my yeah. initial my initial uh, thought was like what in the world yeah who is this who's who's impersonating martha and then when it revealed i don't want to say it was the same exact amount of enthusiasm mm -hmm. but i likened it to when captain america in endgame catches thor's hammer yeah it was kind of like a yeah moment <laughs> like i said i don't i don't think i necessarily jumped up and said yeah yeah but I, you and i were both i think we vocalized like oh my gosh yeah and and so i could tell that you were really excited because you you were not expecting it but uh, unfortunately i i was because you know before there was a time when when the snyder cut was not a reality and uh, didn't seem like it ever was going to be a reality <laughs> and so because of that i i didn't shy away from interviews and you know reveals and whatnot and, and Zack snyder was very vocal on on his social media plat platform of choice vero and, and interviews here and there and whatnot and so over the course of you know the last four years he would just say oh yeah there was this one scene where this and that happened and that happened and this happened <clears throat> and this was one of those tidbits and and he he said specifically that it was martha kent visits lois and then later you find out that she she's martian manhunter oh, and, okay i didn't realize he had actually yeah he, he had revealed that and so i i knew it was happening but the way it happened it almost was like Oh man, if only I had seen this in theaters, if only it had come out in 2017 like this, this would have, you know, I kind of felt like this is what it would have felt like had that happened before. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't have the full, the full excitement, but it was still exciting for me. Like you said, like you said earlier, the Martian Manhunter may not be as well known, but I think it... He, I think he's more known than I think you realize. Yeah. Uh, like you said, he's in the CW shows, but it's crazy to me to think that his appearance is a, like his reveal was, was a like, Oh my gosh moment. Yeah. Cause I think he is somebody that's, that's popular, but obviously doesn't ever get the spotlight that Wonder mm -hmm. Woman flat, you know, any of the other yeah. main characters do. And one thing that I did like about this version was the, <clears throat> You know, one of the big plot points in both versions is that they 
they resurrect Superman. And in the Joss Whedon version, it was not really quite clear why they did that. <laughs> and in this vi- in this version, the way they came to the conclusion, we need to we need to wake him up. It was much more organic and natural, and it wasn't like a you know we need to do mad science to battle this thing. It was like, oh my gosh, does anyone realize we just now have this opportunity? And it was more organic and made more sense why they were going to do it and like how it, even how it would work. Like, how do you raise some someone from the dead? And so that made a whole lot more sense. And like I said, it just kind of, it, it flowed naturally and, you know, it had more of a, more of a weight to it. Like, like, are, are we going to do this? Do we, do we really think that this is what we should do? And... I liked the reluctance from Aquaman's characters. Like, I don't think we should be doing this. Yeah. Like, we really shouldn't be doing this. And and I, I haven't, I, I don't recall necessarily with great memory the theatrical version, how the bringing him back to life scene happens. But I, like I said, I really appreciated the, the like, it, it was almost like Aquaman was like scared. He's like, I don't want to know what comes you know you bring someone back from the dead what's coming back from the dead and if this guy is invincible what if it's wrong you know (laughs) yeah and then the the moment that cyborg realizes we shouldn't do this but the flash hears the he hears go for it Mm -hmm. uh so yeah i really i i thought that was a yeah uh, instead of no he hears go yeah and of course, you know he's a Flash, so they don't have time to correct him. him and stop him, whatnot. The, the other thing that was really interesting that I thought was, you know, the, the thing I was worried about going into this movie was that we're essentially watching the same thing. Like a lot of the scenes are the same scenes from, you know, e- even the 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 attack on Themyscira with the Amazons. It's almost verbatim. Like they, they just, you know, it's all computer animation. So all they had to do is just change the outfit of Steppenwolf <laughs> and it's roughly the same, but they, you know, they added a few things here and there. There are obviously some things that happen that aren't in the original cut. And so the, the whole sequence is fleshed out. And so even though you're watching the same stuff, the inclusion of the new, new material and you know maybe even just the design choice the design change makes it much more compelling to watch and you know you don't mind watching the same thing the sequence where superman wakes up a lot of that is the same it ends different and there's a couple things that happen in between here and there that makes the scene a little bit longer but roughly it's the same and i thought that was really interesting it, it is crazy to think that that yeah we basically watched the same movie but it's not the same movie. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was talking about that, you know, at the beginning where it's like the multiverse, you know, the, that's an aspect of the DC comics and now seems like it's going to be an aspect of the, uh, the Marvel movies as well. Right. And I, I even remember thinking, you know, if only there was a way to tap into an, an alternate universe where the Snyder cut was made and it, I would be like, I wish that could happen. Holy moly, <laughs> it did. We, we've tapped into a multiverse almost. We have two movies. It's the same movie, 
two completely different outcomes, two tones, and it's it's insane. And the question is, do we get any more of Zack Snyder's <laughs> universe going forward? Yeah, that's a, a big debate. I've heard very strong arguments for both. So we'll, well, we'll see the, how the, the rumor is if The Rock wants it to happen... <laughs> The Snyder version will happen. Supposedly, supposedly. Oh. So we mentioned before that this movie is a little bit over four hours long. And we do need to talk about that. Because <laughs> while it is four hours, it surprisingly was not... It didn't feel like it, was, it dragged. At, at least for me, it didn't feel like there was any point where I was like, okay, come on. You know, put your cape on. Seriously. You know... <laughs> <laughs> looking at your watch like come on let's put the cowl on let's let's punch some people let's move on let's quit quit talking about quantum infusion or something and just move on let's let's go it, it didn't drag for me I don't, I don't know what what did you think is there an opposite of drag on <laughs> i remember we were watching this at your house and i don't know if we i don't know the first time we paused it to <laughs> yeah. for like a snack break or whatnot i don't know if we waited till there was a cut i remember you paused it and my reaction was it wasn't like oh man this is long it was how are we not further into it yeah i think we paused it like 30 minutes or something but we felt like we'd been watching it for an hour but yeah so 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 again i don't know what the opposite of the movie it, it didn't drag on for me it just it i felt like i watched more film in the time frame that we yeah. watched it, if that yeah. makes any sense. It, it is. It, it feels very compact. And, and yeah, you might you might be shuddering like, really? You only watched it for 30 minutes, but it felt like an hour. That's not a bad thing. Like, no, it, you, and it's not it's not a negative at all. You're it, just so into the story. It was a movie that I was I, I had I was very much into it and paying attention to it and enjoying it that for whatever reason. It felt like we should have already watched a much longer segment of it. And I think I put, I think I said something to the fact of there's a lot of movie <laughs> in this movie. There's so much movie in this movie. <laughs> so, I've heard that, that somebody has said that in some spoof video or something. And it's like, there's so much movie in this movie. And I can't figure out where it is. I, where I'm it still, from. Still, it's a YouTube video somewhere. But, uh, but yeah, I feel like obviously. You know, I don't know off the top of my head how long the theatrical version is. It's right it's at two hours. Two hours, okay. So it's like half, literally half of what the Snyder so, Cut is. So obviously you're going into this knowing that you're getting an extra two hours of content. And I think a lot of what he puts in there is, there. I think there's a lot more dialogue. There's more dialogue. And, but there's a lot of stuff that kind of fleshes out the story, but it never feels like... It's taking too long to get to the next part of the movie or the next action scene. Yeah. Despite the fact that there's a lot of slow motion. Yeah, the, the slow motion doesn't bother. It's it's not. I mean, it's gratuitous. It's Zack Snyder's. You know, <laughs> that's his his calling one of card. his calling cards. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't feel like it was too much, but you know, I, I will say that I may be biased because this was one of those things where like I feel like he could have put you know. He could have dropped his pants and put peanut butter on his butt and said, here's a Snyder cut and be like, yeah. So <laughs> obviously not. That's not. 
where did that just come from? I don't know. I don't know. It wouldn't have been called the Snyder Cut. It would have been the Snyder Butt. Snyder Butt. Um, <laughs> release and... the Snyder Butt. <laughs> the plumber motto. We've, we've lost our podcast at this point. Yeah. So... <laughs> I feel like anything would have made me happy because it was the version that it was supposed to be. But you, you, you do feel like it could have benefited from maybe being a little bit shorter. There were some, like there's a, there's a sequence toward the beginning and it's beautiful. It sounds great. I just don't know what its purpose is. And that's the Icelandic women Oh, the, the singing, singing, the... singing as as Aquaman leaves the the village. It's really cool, and you know, I kind of feel like it could have still been in there, but cut short a little bit. But like they just they just kept singing, and it's like, what is like? I feel like there's some meaning behind it, but I just don't know what it is. Maybe we need to translate the song. <laughs> yeah. And we so watch Aquaman just... go out into the ocean <laughs> or something like that. So it's just kind of stuff like that. I feel like there, I don't know for sure, but I almost feel like maybe there would be a way to take a slow motion scene out here or there <laughs> and, you know, shorten that singing segment and, and other things like that, that possibly could have gotten the movie down and still been as effective in, into a three hour movie. And in that way, I think it would be more palatable. You know, I'm able to watch Avengers Endgame in a single evening if I really want to. But watching the Snyder Cut, with the exception of that first time when when it came out, I haven't watched it in, in its entirety. Second. I've only watched it in parts. <laughs> right. Being that I'm a, I'm a fan of Zack Snyder and I enjoy his what makes it a Zack Snyder film, which is the slow motion. Yeah. You know, he, he, he did a movie called sucker punch that some of my favorite parts of that movie are some of the slow motion scenes, yeah. so to speak. And in this movie, we already talked about the flash scene, but he, he seems to have a great mind of, we're going to do slow motion here. And it's going to be four minutes of slow motion. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to put a song and he has a great mind of what song fits here. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm not saying that I don't like, like, I like the Icelandic singing. I thought it was, you know, it was unique. It was cool. It sounded really interesting. And there's not a slow motion scene that I'm thinking of like, oh, well, this one was not necessarily like I can't think of one. It's like, like I don't mind watching all four hours of the movie. I just wonder if, you know, it almost seems like an editing challenge. You know, if someone could cut it down to a three hour movie while maintaining the impact and the integrity of this version. Yeah. I'm sure there would be a way to, to cut some stuff here, there, but and I don't know, in, in your four years of reading about what was to be, was a four hour cut what he originally envisioned? You know, I'm not sure. Uh, or I know that for, for the, what I've gathered from this whole saga is that Zack Snyder overshoots 
and then they cut out from there. Mm -hmm. And so I think he just, he has a lot of ideas and puts them in there and just shoots them whether they want them to be shot or not. <laughs> they whittle it down because like Batman vs Superman has a, an extended cut that's 30 minutes longer. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that that even has a longer cut. And I've even, after this one came out, I've even heard that there's a longer cut of this movie. <laughs> so, well, I agree. I think, you know, if you go back to his... If you look at his film filmography, his first big movie was a remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. It has an extended I don't I, I don't have in front of me how much of yeah. the length difference there is. Sucker Punch has an extended version. The uh, Watchmen has I think it might I think its extended version might reach close to the 4 hour. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think he he shoots a lot. And I think he has an idea of, I'm going to put this all in the movie. So, yeah, as I said, you know, I haven't been able to watch it in its entirety except for in parts. But that's another great thing about this movie is that he actually separated each each segment of the movie into different parts. And so if you're not able to sit down for four hours, which not many people are, you know, we all have <laughs> things to do. <laughs> It it does lend itself to being able to be watched in in segments because you know you can watch part one and part two, maybe part three, or you can stop at part three, and and just keep going from there. And it it is very episodic. And you know when this was first coming out, they did toy with the idea that it was going to be four one hour episodes or something like that. And you, you know, whenever, whenever I watch this, I keep thinking, oh man, I kind of wish it came out as an episode because I felt like the ends of each part were perfect cliffhangers. And, you know, like Wonder Woman, the, the scene where Wonder Woman goes over the history of, of the, of the mother boxes and, and dark side coming to earth eons ago and, you know, Green Lanterns fighting and Amazons and all that stuff and Zeus and the gods and and they drove drove him away and, and the mother boxes stayed and they're like, This guy's bad business and, and they're already here. We need to we need to do something. And I forget exactly what Wonder Woman says, but she's like, you know, where are the others? Something like that. Meaning where's Flash, where's Cyborg, where's Aquaman? We we need to we need to gather the team. And it's, it just was, it would have been a perfect end to an episode. And so, yeah, it kind of would have been interesting if, if that was the case. But in an interview, <clears throat> Zack Snyder did say something that like they were going to do it in episodes. They, they announced it. I think when they originally did, they were going to say this is going to be an episode. But I think when it comes down to the fact that everybody signed a contract for a movie and not a TV episode, and I'm sure there's issues with royalties and other things like that there's just so many moving parts that they would have to change you don't realize that that you can't just turn a movie into a tv it, <laughs> yeah there's there's legal issues behind that which is crazy to think but and and so it, it was something that not it wasn't that it was, couldn't be done it was just i think obviously with the pandemic and stuff it was just like i'm not gonna bother with that right now <laughs> Well, you, you're probably looking at having to redo contracts for every actor and yeah. 
what you know, so yeah it was on top of i don't know what deals they made i don't know if ben affleck came back and just did it you know did the extra scenes that they shot because he's good friends and he wanted to see his vision which is a very good possibility ben affleck doesn't need the money but you know i can obviously see them also be like yeah i'll come back you know let's you know get the pen and paper out and hash out a deal so you know i i don't know i don't know what happened in regards to that from what i understand though Zack snyder took no money Correct. Yeah, Zack Snyder didn't, but you know they don't say anything about Jared yeah. Leto. Or, I don't know. I don't know about the actors. You know, um, Amber Heard came back. Cyborg Ray Fisher came back. Uh, Ezra Miller had. I don't think he even said anything. He just stood there, <laughs> you know, for ten seconds. So you know they all came back, and you know who knows what they what they had to work out if they if anything. Um, but at the same time, I can also see them being like, you know, we we we're with you. We're hundred percent with you. We'll, we'll do this because we're, we're nice, honest people. Yeah. So I can see it going both ways. And you know, that's, that's why it's not, uh, not a TV series and it's a four hour plus movie. I'll be curious to see, uh, what, uh, what they do when it comes out on like home video. For, For what? I mean, like, is it long enough where it, does it require, you know, more than one disc. Oh, or... yeah. I would, I would imagine it probably doesn't. I mean, does aren't the Blu-rays of of like Lord of the Rings just one disc? I, I think, I think the Blu-rays on the, I think they still split them up. Okay, but I mean, I think it's one of those things where I think you can, and who knows, maybe they, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what the capacity is of four K discs versus Blu-ray discs. That's true. So I think as you can tell by the way we're talking about this movie that uh, we didn't have a whole lot of bad things to say about it. And, you know, oddly enough, I think it's funny that we, I think for our original podcast on the Justice League, I'm just now remembering, we started off like, yeah, we really like this movie. But then we dogged on it for like the third, you know, two thirds of the of the podcast. Like this part could have been better. This part was not that great. You know, we just kind of kept saying all these bad things. And then we were like, that, but, but we did to. like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not Justice League, we did it with something else. But we, we definitely were like, we just, it wasn't intentional. We just started talking and we were like, well, this part wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of then realized, oh, maybe it wasn't as good as we <laughs> thought it was. Yeah. But, you know, if this movie, I hope whenever this pandemic's over that there's an opportunity for this movie to play in theaters. And I am definitely, I would, you know, because it's four hours, I don't know if I can see it twice. <laughs> but I would definitely give this movie two tickets. My question to you on watching it you've you've watched it multiple times the first time we watched it obviously we watched it as it was intended with the more of a uh the aspect ratio you know it it's it's, it doesn't show on a widescreen tv as a widescreen movie yeah you mentioned on your at least your second rewatch you zoomed in so that it filled the screen correct did you do that on the consecutive no, because for about 90% of the movie, it's fine. <laughs> but then toward the end, you know, like Steppenwolf's head's off frame. <laughs> and you're like, dang it. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I wasn't sure if, is that a little bit of a sore spot? The aspect ratio 
you know, for you or not so much lately. I've actually, you know, this could be an, and this is a whole nother podcast. I, I came across an article a couple of years ago talking about the resurgence of the four, three format and that it's kind of making a comeback. And I think I can't remember for sure, but that, that lighthouse movie with, Willem uh, Dafoe, Willem and, Dafoe, uh, Pattinson, Robert Pattinson. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I think that movie was shot four three as well. And when it comes down to when it's finally like like I know growing up, you and I were like, oh, you know, widescreen is better because it's it's the movie format. You know, it's not TV and and all that stuff. But now, you know, filmmakers are giving an explanation as to why they're filming it that way and that the square format does lend itself to a certain presentation. And so like, whereas widescreen obviously is really cool because it's widescreen, but to hear like the reason that Zack Snyder used this format was because it was intended for, for IMAX and you know, IMAX, it's not a full IMAX movie, but IMAX is pretty close to a square image. When, when you think of its actual format and he felt like these characters are towering characters. And so if they, you know, with a square format, they would be a much taller than they would if they were in a widescreen format. But the theatrical cut was formatted from the four, three. Correct. To yeah. Be, to look widescreen. And then the Snyder cut is back to the format that he wanted it to be, or the ratio, I guess. Correct. Yeah. So for for that version, they just all they did was the zoom in on on the on the frame until it filled the screen, and so they're cutting off the top and the bottom. For the most part, it's pretty safe because it's just you know trees and the bottom of someone's shirt. You know, it's like that's not important information, but. Yeah, because like there's a scene when, whenever Superman is awakened, he goes up into the sky. Lois Lane turns around in the Snyder Cut. You can see her hand on her purse in the <laughs> Whedon version. You can't, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not that big of a difference. But toward the end, some of the newer scenes that weren't weren't at all part of the Whedon version were not formatted that way. Mm hmm. So it doesn't work for the whole film. Gotcha. I give it two tickets for sure. I've watched it twice versus your... I think I've watched it about four times. <laughs> <laughs> I have watched the original... Well, I don't know. I don't know which one is the original version. Yeah. Um, but he, he's, he's put it out on streaming in a color and a black and white. And I started watching the color version for a second time. And then the the Justice League Justice, Justice is, gray. is Gray came out. I was like, oh, well, I'll watch the black and white version. I don't know if I necessarily get black and white. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't have any issue watching movies that are in black and white. But if I have the choice yeah. of color or black and white, I, like in this one, I, I'm glad I watched the black and white one because I got to watch the movie a second time. But I don't know if... If I my preferred watch would be the color version, especially when it comes to like you know it's a 
Superman is a bright. Well, I guess he's wearing a black suit, so it's not really <laughs> that big of a deal. But you know, the Flash is is bright and and red, and he's got the blue lightning, and so yeah, color definitely lends itself. You know, I'm halfway through it, and there are scenes with Cyborg when very early on he's wearing a hoodie and you don't really see you just kind of see mechanical stuff on his face but you don't get a whole sense of what what's going on and one of the big things that that really shines no pun intended is his his one of his eyes is robotic but it's a big bright red light Mm -hmm. and you don't get that in the black and white version so it's just like I think black and white has its place, but I feel like, you know, when, when you have something that's color and then you change it to black and white, then that isn't as effective. But if it's shot black and white or intended to be black and white, cause like once again, the lighthouse lighthouse is, was shot is black, black, and, black white. and white. And in, in that sense, you know, you it's the contrast is the point uh, of at least with they made the they made this the contrast work in in the cinematography, but that's not what they were shooting for. No <clears> pun intended. Again, <laughs> in uh, in the Snyder cut, but and you know, when they filmed it, yeah, and I, and I haven't read if you know obviously with the aspect ratio, Zack Snyder had a reason for that. I don't know the black and white. No, the the aspect ratio. He shot it because he wants it on IMAX. You'd already said the, the, the characters are such big characters. He wants them to tower. So it, I can, under, was, I can understand why I'm not watching this in widescreen. Yeah. I haven't read his reasoning or if there is a motivation for the black and white, the black version. and white. Yeah. Yeah. That one, I, he, he has said that like he always orig- originally thought or felt it was a black and white movie and you know in the subsequent years that he had released tidbits of information all the pictures were black and white so I, that was from the get-go and I, th- I think back then he was gonna release a black and white and color version uh back in the day mm-hmm. but that's a decision like i can i can get behind the the four three format but i'm not <laughs> sure if i'm 100 percent behind the black and white version. well and there's other films that the uh mad max fury road has a black and white version logan has a black and white version yeah and like even like the twilight zone they they came out with their season it was in color but then they came out with it in black and white and I watched, I don't think I watched the color version at all. I watched the black and white version and you know, it's, it was good at first because it was the, the reason was because it was hearkening back to the, the original. original show, which was in black and white. And that was cool. But then there was an episode, I forget what the plot was, but they kept, it was like something red was affecting people. Oh yeah. And you don't in black and white that doesn't that, that does not else, come yeah. that does not cross over at all in that episode. You know, the only reason I knew it was red because they said these red things are affecting people. <laughs> <laughs> but watching it you don't get that at all. Yeah. So it was just one of those things where like once again, you know, it it, it has its place sometimes, but yeah. other times it doesn't. But yeah, if if this one does get released theatrically, I am pretty sure that you and I will 
<laughs> we you you will look at you'll you'll sit and you'll talk with Chelsea and say I'm going. <laughs> I'll talk to Amy and be like, "We are going to go see this," and they're going to laugh at us. There is there is no negotiation. But, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know if and when that. I'm I mean I think there's a it's going to. Oh yeah, it's just a matter of when. So what did you think of Zack Snyder's Justice League? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you wish it was longer or shorter? Or were you surprised by? anything of it or did you just decide not to watch it supposedly the math came out that not everybody watched the whole thing (laughs) oh yeah like the algorithm or whatever from hbo max was like most people dipped out early so i don't know they can still say that this many people watched it but then they're going back and saying like but here's how many people finished. Sure. Yeah. So, so were you one of those guys that just decided not to finish the movie? Uh, let us know. You can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and anchor.fm. And until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Because theaters are opening up soon. They are. Or they're already open, I they're, guess. They're open, but they're going back soon. And uh, don't forget to check your ticket stubs. Yeah.